The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These podcasts are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician. I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and today on the show, we get the latest on the most recent ASRM COVID-19 Task Force update from Task Force member Dr. Jennifer Kawas. Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. Dr. Kawas, I'd like to begin by asking you, with COVID infection rates uh, really high in some parts of the United States and the world, have ASRM's recommendations for practices changed in response to the high incidence and or surge? Jeff, that's a great question. I'd say at the present time, the mitigation strategies for controlling the pandemic continue to rely heavily on universal masking, physical distancing, and limiting social interactions, and also frequent sanitizing measures. Generally speaking, all the prior mitigation strategies uh, are still important and still remain firmly in place. For individuals eligible for the vaccine, what does ASRM recommend? ASRM does not recommend withholding the vaccine from patients who are planning to conceive, those who are currently pregnant, or those who are lactating. Interestingly, um, these recommendations are in line with those that have already been put out by ASIP, the Advisory Committee for Immunization Practices of the CDC, the American College of Obstetric Obstetricians and Gynecologists, and also the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine. And of course, for listeners, we will direct you to the show notes uh, on the page to please click on the link uh, to the actual document uh, to follow up and read everything uh, we are discussing here and even things that that we can't get to. Dr. Kwas, based on this update, is COVID more or less dangerous to contract if a woman is pregnant? Um, There is an increasing amount of data that suggests that pregnant women are more likely uh, to have more severe outcomes of COVID disease um, than those women of a similar age who are not pregnant. Uh, So this is part of the logic in balancing sort of the risks and benefits in terms of determining whether or not it makes sense to be vaccinated if one is eligible. And in speaking about risks and benefits too, you know, can, can a person get COVID from the vaccine? Another very important question and a very important piece of information that should be clarified. It is not possible to get a COVID infection from the vaccine. The vaccine does not contain live virus. Uh, The vaccine is made from mRNA and the mRNA itself is not a live virus. And this is also part of the rationale Um, Because COVID-19 mRNA vaccines do not contain live virus, they are not thought to cause any risk of infertility, first or second trimester loss, stillbirth, or congenital anomalies. Um, It's important to know that pregnant and lactating women were excluded from the initial phase three trials for these two vaccines. So specific safety data in these populations are not yet available. Um, However, the mechanism of action of the mRNA vaccines and existing safety data provide reassurance regarding the safety of COVID-19 mRNA vaccines during pregnancy. Does it matter then where someone is at in pregnancy? Interestingly, this is something that the task force discussed. 
And the overall perspective is that whether someone is in the preconception, the first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, the recommendations remain the same. The recommendation is that the potential benefit of the vaccine most likely outweighs the theoretical risk of the vaccine and certainly outweighs the risk of contracting um, COVID-19. Some of the factors that a patient may consider when discussing the risks and benefits of the vaccine with their physician um, include things like the risk of acquisition of the disease, the personal risk based on their uh, job and lifestyle of contracting COVID-19, as well as potential risks of COVID-19 to the fetus and balancing those with the efficacy of the vaccine and the known side effects of the vaccine and sort of the lack of data that we have regarding the vaccine during pregnancy. It's certainly true that some individuals may choose to defer vaccination, but it, it, is, it would be an individual personal decision and not the recommendation of the task force. Does the task force have any concern about possible side effects from the vaccine? Yes, this is definitely something that the task force discussed. And I've actually received many questions um, from colleagues and patients regarding the known reactivity of the vaccine and the chance of having fever after the, particularly the second dose of the vaccine. Um, the rate of fever has been reported to be up to about 16%. While fever in pregnancy, particularly in the first trimester, has been associated with an increased risk of neural tube defects, there have been several recent studies that show that the association is no longer significant if the patient is taking the recommended daily dose of folic acid and even some larger retrospective cohort studies that do not show um, the association between first trimester fever and um, open neural tube defects. Certainly, if a patient were to experience uh, fever while pregnant, it would be recommended to take an antipyretic medication like Tylenol or acetaminophen. Dr. Kowas, we, we thank you for being able to take time out to be with us today. This is the 11th update that the task force has issued here in 2020. And as 2020 is winding down, I think we're, we're all uh, still hopeful that we're now turning this final corner. Are there any other recommendations in the document from the task force you'd like listeners to know? Yes, I think all of us would like listeners and clinicians and providers to be aware that the task force feels that the physicians have the potential to play a very key role in promoting vaccination to patients, to their communities, and to the public, um, and to provide um, evidence um, that relays the facts surrounding the potential risks and benefits of the vaccine. We're certainly living in an era where it can be very difficult to differentiate scientific evidence from suppositions. And we're hopeful that providers um, can help patients navigate um, all the data and research that exists. That was Dr. Jennifer Kawas, Medical Director of the Emory Reproductive Center and member of the ASRM COVID-19 Task Force. I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and this is ASRM Today. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, other information, and discussions, go to asrmtoday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM. 